So I literally thought you were just like a commentator. I was like, maybe he doesn't know what this skill is called. I was like, I'm going to tell him it's called a hand ski. And I didn't know that like you were in the cheer world at the time. Like, anyway, I said, I said, like the one arm extended hand to hand and you commented, yeah. it's called a hand ski. And I was like, oh man, okay. And I so, didn't mean it like that. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin, where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on, let's begin. This is episode number 113. Not sure if there's going to be a 114, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today we're doing something we have never done before, but it has been requested a few times. Interviewing a current athlete today, we have on Haley DeLynn Smith. Haley just spent the last couple of years at Trinity Valley Community College, but this year will be transferring to Weber State University. So we'll hear her story and the advice she has not only for athletes, but the adults in their lives as well. But before we get into that, if you are new, welcome to the show. Guys, we have new episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts. Now, most shows, you'll just find me and be more. We're just sharing our perspective on coaching, on the gym life, on the industry as a whole. Or we have cool episodes where we bring on industry leaders who share their stories and their perspectives and their knowledge with us. And now... We might do some episodes like this where we bring on athletes every so often. So again, if you are new, be sure to subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show. And if you don't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram and on TikTok. Both of those accounts are going to be passing 10K followers probably by the end of this month. So thank you so much for your constant love and support truly, truly means so much to us here at the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. Now, on both of these platforms, we obviously post clips from the show there, but we also have original content on both platforms, meaning there are things that live on TikTok that do not live on Instagram. There are things that are on the Instagram page that are not on the TikTok page. So be sure to follow both so that you never miss out on anything from the show. Jason C. Larkins on TikTok and Let's Talk to Your Podcast on Instagram. And a shout out to Claire, who's been holding us down on IG. And speaking of our shout outs, shout out to my mother, Sheila, Sarah, Robin, Chanel, Tamara, Heather, Peterson of Flipside, Pablo, representing for all the cheer dads out there, our mate Michelle, Mike the Lean, Mean, Coaching Machine. Shout out to his, his staff at Starshook. We just got done doing a coach's training with them. Heidi, Adam, Jasmine, Casey, Melissa from the Sweet Miss Bake Shop. Check her out on IG. And our newest supporter, Lauren Clark. If you want to help support the show financially, there is a link in the show notes, guys. You can literally donate and help out the success of this show by donating as little as 99 cents a month. And guys, we still have time for you to enter the 115 Coaches Training 
giveaway. It's the summer. We've been doing these coaches trainings like crazy. It has been a lot of fun. So if you want to enter to win a free one for you, your staff, or the staff at the gym that you're a part of, we will get the opportunity to sit down and talk some cheer, talk about your pain points, and get you guys right for the season. All you have to do to enter is to take a screenshot of an episode of the podcast and post that on your Instagram story and tag our Instagram in that post. That is all you have to do. Share the podcast on your story, tag the Let's Talk to Your podcast in the post, and you are entered the more shares, meaning the more times you share it, the more entries, the bigger chance you have of winning. And the next winner will be announced in episode 115. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is an athlete here to share her story on exactly what it takes to cheer at the next level. Without further ado, my conversation with Haley. Haley, welcome to the show. Hello. Here we go. Dude, fun fact for everyone. Especially, well, if you've been following the pod for a while, you know this. But Haley, you are the very first current athlete we've ever had on the show. So super excited to have you here. And um, who knows, this might open up the door for, you know, current athletes to be on the show. So welcome. So glad that you are here. And, you know, we're going to dive in and talk, you know, tell everyone your story and share your wisdom with everyone. So thank you for coming on. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And also a fun fact, you, when I was doing the, uh, on TikTok and Instagram, I've been doing the partner stunt video reviews and I've been doing those. And, you know, I cheered in college. 8 billion years ago. And so I remember you commented and I remember hand to hands were like, bring a new, right? No, but we had like <laughs> one guy on our team who could do one. And it's like, oh, Jacob's doing his hand to hand again. Like that was like his thing. Like, hey guys, I could hold a girl with my hand on her hands. Right. And so it was like his thing. And then obviously they started getting more popular, more popular. And I think like by the time I graduated, I think pe- we never competed them as a squad, but you know, people were putting them in their partner set routines and then they started extending them and we're like, oh, cool. People are extending them now, whatever. Now they're taking them the one hand. Anyway, I said, I said, like the one arm extended hand to hand, and you commented, Yay! it's called a hand ski. It's like, oh man, okay. And I so, didn't mean uh, it like that. <laughs> no, no it, it cracked me up. Just got like not it. Like I love college cheer, but I'm in the all star yes. world now, so I don't keep up with everything. And it's crazy right. the thing you got, the things you guys can do now is just insane. Yes. Like I'm like, man, I was kind of good when I cheered. But this stuff they are doing now is just insane. And real quick, Haley, shout yes. out to you. That stunt you guys did, I know it's Kelvin's old stunt. What is it? The Halo? What'd you guys do? Cartwheel full up to Halo to full up. It is insane. Uh-oh. That stunt is insane. Absolutely insane. The one that you posted, I don't know, a few months back. So thank you. Absolutely insane. So crazy. Anyway. But let's start at the beginning. I know I've talked. This interview is all about you, but I had to talk for a while. Thank you. I want to say, okay, so when I found that video, you have to realize I just started Cheers. So I don't really know that many, like, faces and people. So I literally thought you were just, like, a commentator. I was like, maybe he doesn't know what this skill is called. I was like, I'm going to tell him it's called a hand ski. And I didn't know that, like, you were in the cheer world at the time. Like, that's why it's funny. Yeah, it cracked me up. I was oh, like, gosh. oh, they call them hand skis now. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah, I had yes. no idea. That was really, I'm glad that you told me that because I was like, man, saying one arm extended hand to hand is a lot to say. Yes. Like, I'm like, dude, and everyone's doing them now. 
So I feel a lot better being able to call the Hansky. And then, you know what's funny? I was on your live one time. You went live and you guys were just standing around mm -hmm. and you said something like, we're going to do a Diomski. And I go, oh, that, yeah. that's a Diomadoff into a Hansky. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you. So that was really cool. I learned that from you as well. Yeah. Um, and you didn't even know that we're going to do a Diomski. And I was like, oh, that's a new word. Just learn a new word, new term or whatever. So um, yes, there we go. So thank you and thank you. Okay. But yeah, so how did this whole thing start? What drew you into cheerleading? What got you started into the cheer world? What's your story? After the success of our first virtual coaches training and people wanting to know if we're going to be doing another one, I've decided, yes, let's do this. Coming up on July 8th, I'll be hosting another virtual coaches training and Q&A. We'll start off talking about a variety of different training techniques to implement at your practices. The first time you set up a drill, they're just learning how the drill works. If you were to just set up the same exact drills you did last time, you you would see how much more productive it is. It's called getting better at getting better. So what you want to do is come in, set up the same drill and go, hey guys, we're going to do the same thing we set up last time and watch, well, one, they'll set the drills up a lot faster, but they have that familiarity with it and they're going to be able to get better at getting better. Not to mention, we'll also talk about the things that you want to talk about. Sonia, go ahead and give us your thoughts on the training. I just thought the opening with the quiz questions alone was a good way to evaluate myself as a coach and look at my perspective Every question I ask myself, do I actually do this? Can I do this? How will I do this? The discussion in the training just gave me new ideas and ways to implement a practice. And I'm hoping that it will show useful throughout the season. So just thanks so much for the timing of the training and really appreciate your help. Guys, sign up now. Like last time, I want to keep the group small so it's super beneficial to everyone on the call. So first come, first serve. Link in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. So I started out as an elite gymnast for 16 years. I've been doing gymnastics since I was two years old. And along that journey, I was faced with a lot of detrimental injuries and things like that. And once I got up to about middle school, my mom really wanted me to do cheerleading. And I was like, uh, absolutely not. Like in gymnastics, like you're, you're like raising is basically that gymnastics is the more dominant sport like if you're crying my coaches were like go be a cheerleader like I really didn't understand how intense cheerleading was until I got into college and got to experience it firsthand and see it firsthand that like this sport is crazy and it is dangerous and it's a lot of fun 
And um, eventually my mom kind of convinced me to do game day cheerleading. So I cheered for my school up through high school. And at that point, I was like, I'm done with cheerleading. I hate it. Because, like, game day is a completely different, like, it's completely different than all-star and college cheer. It is not anywhere the same. Like, there's really no skills involved. It's all cheers and chants on the sideline where you have signs and palms. There's zero flipping of your body. Like, it's super – it was just boring to me compared to gymnastics. So I didn't really like it. And um, my junior year of high school – I was up in Dallas area doing a gymnastics competition for regionals and they happened to have a class seven cheer clinic there at cheer athletics Plano. And my mom was like, you should go do it just for fun. See how you like it. And around this time I had started seeing a lot of partner stunning videos on my Instagram. And I was like, okay, if they have partner standing there, I'm definitely doing it. Cause that looks so much fun. And I went to the clinic and I was learning full ups and a bunch of just like really basic partner stunts because it was my first time ever doing it. I was doing hand hands and things like that, or not hand hands, toss hands and things like that. And Monica Aldama came up to me and was like, um, "Do you do cheer?" And I was like, "No, I'm a gymnast." Like I thought at first, I thought she was coming to like help me. I was like, "I don't really know <laughs> what I'm doing." I was like, "Can you please give me some tips?" She was like, "No, you are doing perfect." She was like. I'm going to reach out to your mom and we would love to have you come to a Navarro clinic sometime this month. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, sure. And keep in mind, this is pre-season one of cheer. I didn't know who this woman was at all. Never heard of her. Yep. She said she coached at Navarro. Didn't know who that was either. Like the gymnastics was my life. I didn't know any college cheer programs except for Texas Tech. So next day is this was day two of the clinic I come in and we start tumbling and I just do like a punch front through to full just basic like spring and floor gymnastics tumbling and uh Franklin finds me and Franklin's like same questions have you cheered um you're really tiny do you fly and I was like well I learned a a full up yesterday I was like do you want to see it and (laughs) coach Franklin was like telling me corrections which is what I liked because in gymnastics we welcome corrections so I'm like yes tell me what I need to do better so I can actually not look like I'm lost at this place because there was a ton of all-star kids there that knew what they were doing and I felt Mm -hmm. so like out of hand you know so Vontae also walked in the second half of that clinic and he was like you need to come to the valley got my number and this and that flash forward a couple months um the trailer for cheer season one comes out and I'm like mom I'm like that's that coach that told me to come to Navarro I was like (laughs) what the heck I was like mom you need to watch this they thought I was joking and then my mom was like what the heck Haley like what did you say to her and whatnot and coincidentally literally that same day that the trailer came out my Monica DM'd me on Instagram and sent me all the clinic dates and I was like yes I'll be there so my first time ever getting the full look in the college experience was at a Navarro clinic in 2020. It, I went around March and this was um, the year right around the time actually that COVID was about to happen. And I went to the Navarro clinic. I loved it. I had so much fun. I learned to double down there and a bunch of other like basic partner setting skills. But I've learned that they need a lot of tip tops in the college cheer industry. So they were both really fighting over like which side was going to get me the Valley and Navarro because they need third levels for the pyramid. And um, I loved Navarro. I was like, had my heart set on signing with them. We had a sign date and everything. 
And then um, October of the following year, um, this was after Daytona got canceled and everything else. So Vontae and Franklin texted me and my mom about October and I, they ended up coming to San Angelo, Texas, which was really cool. And this was definitely one of the key points that made me end up choosing the Valley is they really like made a consistent effort to recruit me. Um, this was, I mean, keep in mind, Monica was dealing with a ton of fame that had just blown up on her end because they were the highlights of season one. So I'm sure she was extremely busy. And I mean, she was consistently texting me the whole year, but Vontae and Franklin were like literally driving out and flying out to like San Angelo just to like be there and show that they were serious about having me at their school. They came to watch me at my state gymnastics meet my senior year of high school, which meant a lot. They both took time out of their days to come up there and support me and my high school game day team as well and help us prepare for UIL by watching mm -hmm. this cheer. And I remember telling Franklin, I was like, I've seen what y'all do now. Like, I just want you to know that we don't do skills here. Like, I was like, I promise I'm capable of more than just like pom-poms and cheering. And he was like, trust me, Haley, we know. He was like, I'm just here to help you. So he helped our team, gave us like some corrections, which again, at the time, I didn't know Coach Franklin was a judge. So he knew exactly what like our coach at the time was looking for. And he took me and my mom out to eat at Twisted Root. And it was that day that I was like, they're like really, really trying to get me to go to the Valley. I was like, I feel like this means something. Like I've never heard of coaches going down to someone's hometown like three plus separate times just to like recruit them and see how they're doing in their athletics and their schooling. So I was like, I want to go visit the Valley mom and see how I like it. And from that day that I was there, I mean, it was history. Like, Vontae taught me a front one and a half, double up. I was like, okay, I'm in love with partner stunning. And clearly, Vontae knows what he's doing. And I was like, he's going to make me good, mom. I was like, this is the place I need to go. And my mom was definitely not opposed to it. I mean, when you are at a school that has a lot of spotlight, there's a lot of um, eyes on you at all times. And at the time there was a lot of negative press kind of going on in the cheer world. And my mom was definitely for me going to the Valley. Like she was not against it at all. She was like, this definitely in my eyes seems like the best choice for you. So I went to the Valley and since that day, like it's just Valley vibes, Trinity Valley's vibes are different. And like, we always hold this up when we're at Daytona, like VV or at games that we're cheering at, like Valley vibes are a real thing. And you only know it if you're in it, like from the outside looking in, you can't understand it from the inside looking out, you can't explain it. That's our quote that we have up in the cave wall. And it's a real thing. And just, mm -hmm. I feel like since me being there that day, it cheers really consumed my life and I am so glad I ended up choosing the Valley. I ended up actually doing a Navarro's all-star team this year for worlds. I was their only Trinity Valley athlete on it. And I definitely love both programs still. And it was awesome to be coached by Dustin and Monica, but um, I just think Vontae and Franklin and Molly this year, there's a family aspect that's at, uh, at Trinity Valley and it's unlike any other program I've ever been a part of. And, um, there's never a time in my life I'm going to look back and be like, I wish I hadn't gone to the Valley, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, no, I, sure. that's the best choice I've ever made. No, I love it. I, um, 
Are you looking for an overnight cheer camp this summer? Look no further than Dream Camps. Guys, I'm telling you, I've had lots of industry friends work as instructors at Dream Camps and have heard nothing but great things. With individual cheer camps available in both Oregon and Florida, Dream Camps is the perfect place for athletes to progress their skills in tumbling, jumping, stunting, and dance. And I can confirm this next part, but Dream Camps brings out some of the best instructors in the country to help athletes reach their full potential in a fun and supportive environment. Spaces are limited, so head on over to OregonDreamCamps.com and register today to secure your spot. Link in the show notes. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Ooh, we're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So I cheered at Stephen F. Austin. Okay. Um, and for those of you guys listening, Stephen F. Austin is, I don't know, two hours from the Valley or two hours from Corsicana. And back then, you know, we would get all the kids from the Valley and all the kids from Navarro would come via SFA. Yes. So I didn't cheer either one of those schools. I went to a junior college in, in California. And, but it was so cool when I got there to see kids from the Valley and kids from, from Navarro and just how much pride they had in those two schools and just how much tradition yes. both schools both schools had my my roommate in college name is david bowden he's ccfc okay and you know we would go down to athens old athens texas yes <laughs> and we would go to athens and eat brahms ice cream and burgers or whatever it is and we'd go we'd go down to athens and it was so cool to see just the tradition there is at at the valley and Time. yeah, this just crazy tradition. So yeah, absolutely loved it. But we brought up Navarro a couple of times. So you decided to go to the Valley and that just shows like how much and Franklin was my grand big at SFA. Oh, so that's awesome. Me and Franklin go way, way back. Yes. Yeah. So he's, he's my grand big. We talked about, you know, why you decided to go to the Valley, but talk to me just about the rivalry, which is hands down. I wrote a blog. We were talking mm -hmm. before this, but I used to have a blog before I had the podcast. Yeah. I wrote a blog that never hit the never hit the light of day about 
the greatest rivalry in cheerleading, which is Navarro Trinity Valley. And this is way before the show ever yeah, popped happened. off. So I just remember writing this thing and I was just like, this is the greatest rivalry in all of cheerleading is Navarro Trinity Valley. And then the show popped off and I decided like not to post it. Yeah. But it's still it's still somewhere in my drafts. But talk to me about the rivalry. Being mm-hmm. a rookie, I was we're always hanging out at each place. Like they're the rivalry mainly runs deep at Daytona throughout the year. I mean, we're all on cheer athletics together, all-star teams. We all are friends. And But when we're there and if it's like second semester, like it's normally the upperclassmen at both sides that really don't like us. And, and being friends, like I remember I was at one of my friend's dorms at Navarro for her birthday, and this was in February. And I remember there was like upperclassmen there that like were banging on the door, like they shouldn't be here. Hey, we have Daytona in two months, they should not be here. And I was like, as a rookie, I was all scared. I was like, what is what is the issue? Like, we're here for our birthday. And then as a sophomore, like when you have to lead the rookies and get them to see like the seriousness behind Daytona, like you can't get distractions. And like now I have kind of a different perspective on the whole thing. Like the rivalry is a Daytona thing and you have to like have a common enemy, quote unquote, not really that deep, but like it is that deep when you're at Daytona and you've worked your entire year for that one competition, like you get one chance to hit perfect and you have to make sure you have no distractions along the way. You know, it's funny is I had I had Monica on way early. She came on really early in my podcast game. She was one of our first few episodes. She's actually, I think she might have been the first guest we ever had on the show, I think. Wow. And uh, this is right after the show. I think this is right after the show. Season two wasn't out. I think this is right after season one came out. Yes. And she was on the show and we were talking about just, you know, the whole thing. I think I asked her about the rivalry as well. Yes. And the one thing I always tell our families you know or our listeners is that competition makes you stronger it does like and i remember her saying the reason we train so hard is because trinity valley is good right yeah. like we wouldn't train as hard as we if we if they weren't any good right if they right. were any good we wouldn't have to train as hard but we train as hard as we do because they are a great program right, right. and so having another team that you respect that you know is great pushes you you know you don't have any days off like you right. know you have to put in that work right opposed to it just being a give me competition right 100%. and so I, I just love watching the two programs go head to head because it really is it's some it's some really good cheerleading and it is some of the best cheerleading in the entire industry right now yes. comes in the junior college division at NCA between Navarro and Trinity Valley. So yes, it it 100% does. Now give me some of your most memorable moments at the Valley. Okay, I can do that. So I would say my most favorite moment of this entire year was day one at Daytona this year. Um, My rookie year, like I literally was on autopilot when we competed. I couldn't even tell you how many people were there. Like I don't remember anything. But this year, right before we went out, we were having a speech and we were like, do you trust everyone on this mat to do their part? And we were like, yes. And then we were like, okay, so the hardest part of the battle is already done. We just have to go out there and show off. And I remember when I walked out there, like I took it all in. I looked at all of my surroundings. I was like, this many people are here just to watch us. I was like, they all want us to do good. I was like, we are literally like the most watched team at Daytona College Nationals. And I was like, and none of these people are even wishing bad on us. Like they're here genuinely Mm -hmm. just to watch and hope we hit. 
So I was like, we have hit this routine so many times. I was like, this is just showing off. This is for fun. So like that whole performance, like I was smiling. I was having a blast. And when we hit at the end of day one, like, I don't know if y'all know this, but this year was actually the first year ever that Trinity Valley has hit all of their stunts day one, like, and Pyramid and Baskets. Like, there's like a little curse that we joke about that, like, we're cursed. That's the joke. And that day one (laughs) is always like a horrible turnaround for the Valley as it's been like the past five years, except for when we won Grand in 2016. But there's like a little joke that we all share where they were cursed. And this year, like before we got out there, I was talking to the team. I was like, we're not cursed. I was like, this is a choice. And we're going to make this choice to go out there and be amazing and show everyone that like we're better than what we put on last year. Like a lot of us last year, we had the mindset that we were about to go out there and win. And when everything happened the way it did, it was kind of like a humbling experience to us that like, like, if you ask the coaches, this these past two years, they're the most talented team that the Valley's ever had. And I guess it really humbled a lot of us that you don't just get to go out there and just hit. Like, sometimes it's more than just hitting. You know what I mean? It has a lot to do with how you hit the skills, if there's a step, if there's a bobble. And it made us really come into this upcoming year with a different mindset and I feel like we really put on the best routines that Trinity Valley has ever put out on the band show. And that's why that is my favorite memories. Like I've never walked off of a floor being proud of my entire team and myself. Like last year we all had regrets looking back at how the year went. And this year I feel like we really put our all onto the mat and prepared in every possible way that we could have to do the best routines that we did. And that was my favorite memory. My second favorite was Hey, Let's Talk Cheer podcast listeners, I need to tell you about the number one all-star cheer conference this summer. I'm going to be speaking at it as a guest speaker, so you already know it's going to be fire. The Next Gen Summer Conference will be in Dallas June 23rd through the 25th. This conference is perfect for everyone in your gym. There will be skills classes for the coaches, leadership and management classes for the directors, and business classes for the owners. Guest instructors will include myself, Jason Larkins, Romel Osuna of World Cup, Adam Forte of Forte Spirit Solutions, and the whole crew from Next Gen. Make sure to head on over to ngconferences.com to register today. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. My second favorite was competing partner stunt for UCA, my rookie year. I was me and Josh Hale, that was my stunt partner. We were the first ever uh, true freshman to make top 10 at UCA partner stunt as both true freshmen. We were both just freshly 18 at the time. We were the youngest in the whole competition. And I was so intimidated. I was so scared. I was competing against like Matt and Elsa and freaking boosh you know what I mean like and all these people are my Mm -hmm. teammates now which is crazy but 
at the time I was like so nervous and Molly was there as well. And I remember talking to coach Franklin, like I was fangirling over Molly. I was like, I was like, Franklin, that's Molly. Like, Oh my gosh. And then she became my coach. And that was like one of my closest friends. And I guess the reason why that memory is my favorite is it makes me look back at how far I've come. Like at the, at that point in my life, I was like just happy to be there and happy to have made it. And now like I'm friends with all these people that I looked up to and I'm like directly competing against them, if that makes sense. So it's just like a different Mm -hmm. mindset and a different approach and just being able to represent Trinity Valley for the first time doing partner stunt, which is what originally made me want to do college cheer in the first place, just showed me that like I was naturally gifted at partner stunt. Like I didn't have to try as hard as I had to try in gymnastics. Like gymnastics was so hard for me and it was a constant battle, but I feel like I put all of that effort in my naturally like self-driven determination in the partner's stunt to get to where I'm at now. Like I was in the cave practicing outside of practice for about three hours, like every single day for several months, my rookie year, like I was doing back dubs and stuff three months into COVID experience. Like I was obsessed with partner stunt and that's why now I'm trying to create my new skills. Like I'm trying to take us to the next level and it's so hard. Kind of like what you were saying, like you think it can't get any harder, but it just keeps getting more difficult. Like people are constantly Mm -hmm. coming up with ways to further advance the skills. So that is definitely like, that is my favorite thing is partner stunt and I'm going to keep doing it up until I run out of eligibility, but it was really cool to be able to represent the Valley for the first time ever doing UCA partner stunt as a rookie. There we go. And yes, that was my second favorite. All right. So, you know, you get to go compete at UCA, you've competed at NCA several times. So obviously these are big stages and not only are those stages big, but you're part of, you know, or at the time you're part of Trinity Valley. Now you're going to, be at weaver this coming up season yes and that is a big spotlight right and i can only imagine the nerves that come with the added pressure of having to be on the biggest stage on you know one of the most popular teams in the industry so Mm -hmm. talk to me about how you prepare like your nerves mentally like any you know what do you do to prepare yourself how i prepare myself is i trust my reps like I'm very much someone that stresses about the warm up more than the actual competition. Like I want to make sure that the minute I walk out onto any big stage that I have zero doubt in my mind that I'm going to hit my stuff and I'm going to do like the best of my ability. Like when I'm backstage warming up, I'm always thinking like, what am I going to think out there on stage about this one skill? Like for me this year at Daytona, I was worried about my baskets more than anything. And that was just because I had never competed a basket before. So when we were backstage, I was like, I need to focus on my arms. I need to focus on how I'm standing up on the bases so I can get the maximum lift and stay square to the front. So that way I think about that in the warm up. I can just go out and allow myself to be on autopilot when I'm out there because I try to force myself to not think of anything when I'm competing because when I started thinking, I often get intruding thoughts in the process of that. And I feel like that that is how like negative things happen. Like, I mean, in gymnastics, I competed like in front of thousands of people by myself on the floor. So having like 20 other people, 19 other people out there with you, it makes it not as bad. You know, it's it's more like it's fun. Like you're out there with your friends and they all want the best for you in gymnastics. Like your own friends are competing against you. So they don't really want you to hit if that makes sense. It's just like mm-hmm. a different mindset. And then in cheer, you have a whole team who like genuinely wants you to hit because 
they need you to hit as well. So whenever you're out there, you just got to remind yourself of that, that you have a support system behind you and that you've done this skill like 50 million times. This is just another time that you get to do it in front of people. And this is a time where you get to show off and represent like the best program that there is. And that's kind of what I told myself when I went out there. Like when I saw all of those people, it just really hit me that like how successful our program has been and that it was a privilege to be up there. And I didn't really let that bring nerves to me this year. I let it bring like a, it brought a lot of happiness to me. I was just like, I've like made it. Like I was like, just thinking back to where I started in cheer. I was like there, I never thought that I would walk out onto the band show representing Trinity Valley large co-ed having like no fear. I was like completely confident in my team and myself this year. And that was the best feeling ever. And I feel like when you are backstage, you just have to trust yourself and trust your reps. And at that point, if you allow yourself to stress anymore, you've already beat yourself before you've even gotten the chance to go out there. You got to just trust the reps and trust the process. It's such a good, and you make such good points, especially things that I didn't understand when I was your age as an athlete and, you know, trusting the reps. And the one thing you mentioned was I want to go on autopilot. And I remember even as a young coach, like telling our kids, you don't go on autopilot out there. You need to be thinking. But then I learned later, no, we don't want these kids thinking. We want them to go on autopilot. We want them to just go out there and do it and not to think about it. Cause like you said, those intrusive thoughts come in, come to mind. And then you're, totally off whack and so you want to be able to do the rep you want to be able to rep it out so much that Mm -hmm. it's just what you do it's just automatic so such good insight for not only athletes but for coaches as Mm -hmm. well great stuff Haley Um, and and so speaking of athletes oh go ahead sorry I was gonna say that also comes with like practicing how you're going to perform every single day like facials your emotions being big whenever you're performing so that way, when you are actually competing, you can allow yourself to go on autopilot because you've already been practicing how you're going to perform anyways. I feel like a lot of people try to go like above and beyond actually like on the competition floor and then they burn out like their adrenaline's gone because their body isn't used to them doing it like that. Like you have to go full mm-hmm. out every single practice. 100%. Haley, yo, you're preaching today, Haley. Okay, <laughs> let's go. All right. So give us some more. Um, now that we're talking about athletes a little bit, let's talk. Let's let's stay there for a little bit longer. Um, what advice do you have to athletes or parents of athletes trying to maximize or coaches of athletes trying to yeah. maximize their potential? True story. When I was a kid, my sister would practice her back handsprings down the hill on the side of our yard. Back then, buying mats from Tumble Track was not an option. But now you can step your tumbling game up with a folding incline mat by Tumble Track. Start perfecting those rolls kickovers, handsprings, and tucks with these cheese wedges that come in three different sizes and three bold colors. Get ready to flip, twist, and tumble like never before with the safety of an incline mat by Tumble Track. Link in the description. I once wrote a blog called Your Daughter Won't Fly Forever, but with FlyRight, she might fly a little bit longer. There's more pressure on flyers than any other position out there. Help your athlete fly right. 
Fly Right by TumbleTrack is the personal stunt stand that helps cheerleaders fine-tune their skills and perfect their body control. Made with heavy steel construction, it's easy to store away when not in use so your athlete can train anytime, anywhere. Give the gift of flying a little bit longer with Fly Right by TumbleTrack. Link in the show notes. So I have advice for coaches and athletes, and I, whenever I do talk about this, I normally hit like five key points. Um, for my coaches, I would say realize that not every athlete receives coaching the same way. Like I've learned that throughout many different coaches throughout my life. Like some kids respond well to extreme criticism and beating them down because that's the only way that will get through to them. And some athletes just need a simple correction. And from that day forward, it'll be fixed. And But then if you try to beat them down, it'll tear them down and then they break. So coaches really just need to work on realizing the best way to be receptive to all of for their athletes to be receptive to their critiques and the way that they say it perception is reality and sometimes it's not like what you say it's how you say it and how it's delivered to the people around you so that's what I would say to the coaches and to the athletes what I would say is you go to work on mindsets having a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset for example a fixed mindset is an athlete who receives criticism and takes that as they're not doing enough. And then from that point forward, doesn't try to do anything about it. An athlete with a growth mindset looks for critiques, looks for that criticism and uses that as a step towards being more perfect at what they're trying to do. I've seen a lot of cheerleaders with fixed mindsets. And I feel like as a gymnast, you are forced to have a growth mindset because it is never a standard that you're going to be perfect in gymnastics. Like you are never you are never going into a competition thinking that I'm going to get a perfect score. Like it's always, what did I do wrong? And what is another thing I can do to be a closer step to being like that perfect score. And in cheer, I almost see athletes like disrespected when they get criticism. And that's also what was interesting for me coming into this sport is like where I look for criticism, others feel disrespected by it. And in my opinion, I feel like if you are not going to take any type of critiques, then you're going to be a complacent athlete from that point forward. And there will be no room for growth in your individual abilities. Like you have to welcome critiques and welcome criticism in order to grow and be the athlete that you are capable of being. And I think that also has a lot to do with how you are a leader in your team too. Like leaders are going to implement corrections instead of like arguing with the coaches you know what i mean Mm -hmm. no yeah for sure dude i absolutely love it love that you brought up growth mindset and fixed mindset okay these are things i had zero clue about when i was your age as an athlete like we were just going you know just doing stuff so it's so cool to hear um that you've been able to implement these things in your in your journey still as an athlete right like i had to wait until I was done cheering to hear about these things and then go, oh man, well, if I would have known that as an athlete, you know, that would have been a lot more helpful, right? I now, agree. luckily, I've learned, learned them. I'm able to pass them on to our athletes. But yeah, um, dude, great stuff. So, so as we're moving on, you know, you're done at the Valley and now you're going to be going to Weber State. So yes. tell me about that decision and why, why Weber State. So at UCA Partner Stunt, my first year at the Valley, a summer saw me and Josh Hill competing. And she kind of reached out to me starting that day and was like, you should come visit Weber. 
And I ended up visiting Lieber the summer going into my sophomore year. I fell in love with it, like stunning with all of those boys who have that much talent. I was like, this is like a partner studying school and I would love to be here. So I started talking to Summer about possibly signing me. I knew it was a long shot because, I mean, it's a D1 university and they very rarely sign people. But um, come to find out, she signed me that day. And I was like, okay, I'm going here. So I signed in October of this past year. And I started practicing with them about two weeks ago when we were up there for supporting everyone trying out for the team. And I can just tell that the Weber State has a lot of the culture and beliefs behind it that Trinity Valley does. And that's definitely one of my big reasons on why I wanted to go there other than any other program. There's a lot of CCFC there and there's a lot of uh, even Matt Torres. He's one of the assistant coaches now and Ed, they're both CCFC. So I know that the way that they're going to coach us is going to be roughly similar to what I've been used to considering I've only been really coached by like Vontae Franklin and Molly in my whole cheer career since I kind of started elite cheer like two years ago. So I wanted something that I was kind of similar to, but I also wanted something new because I know that the standard that this school is about to hold me to is going to be completely different than what the Valley did. Like I feel like I maxed out Trinity Valley and what I could get from the program. And I became more of like a giving someone that gave back to it this year. And that's really what my goal was, was to help all of the freshmen come up and get all the skills that they wanted to be in. Now I'm ready to be back in an environment where I can learn and where I can still grow as an athlete and as a person. There we go. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah, it's going to be, I'm telling you, you're going to have a blast. Um, like I said, I, I cheered, I cheered at a school called Palomar, which Palomar okay. at the time we won UCA all-star, UCA all-star, UCA college nationals. Um, in the junior college division, right? So we won there, yes. and then I transferred to Stephen F. Austin. So I, when I was cheering at Stephen F. Austin, um, you know, I was back when SFA was winning national titles. So I go from mm-hmm. one school to winning national titles to another school to winning national titles. But just the talent level was yes. just completely different. Like, look, we were good, right? We were the junior college champions, and right. then we went. I went to SFA and was like, oh, these guys are like really good. Yeah. So. <laughs> like okay and so it's just a totally different level but it was so much fun like i had a blast um so i wish you nothing but the best but what kind Thank of you. like you know being on these two teams right you're on the mm-hmm. valley now you're at weber state um again two schools in the spotlight and um talk to me about the type of person you need to be to be able to handle that type of pressure and spotlight on on, on you all the time i In regards to being like that type of person, I think you need to be, I would say you need to learn when to block things out and when to take it all in. Like when, Mm -hmm. whenever you're getting negative criticism and like Twitter haters, things like that, those are examples of things that you need to just block out and realize that like those people don't know anything about the program that you go to or you as a person, but you know who you are. And then, Um, An example of when to take it all in is, for example, like when you're at Daytona and you have all of these people watching you on TV, on all these different platforms in person, people that fly all the way to Florida just to watch your team compete. Like that is an example of a time that you need to take in and realize like the platform that you worked your butt off to be able to be a part of. Like no, none of these athletes that are on these high caliber schools and programs were just given these positions. You know what I mean? It, it came with hours and hours and hours and years and years and years of work 
And if you were like me and started kind of late in the game, it took that times three, you know what I mean? Like we've all mm-hmm. been through the ringer and that just to be able to have the opportunity to be on these programs, let alone compete and make mat with them. So I would just say that for people that have worked their butts off and they're on mats, you need to learn when to allow yourself to take wins and like, let yourself get that done. We're off. We're also, quick to look for the negatives and situations and be like, what can I do better? But sometimes we need to learn when we can just accept that dub and realize that like, we've actually worked this hard and got something positive out of it and allow yourself to take that win instead of constantly like critiquing yourself. And you know what I mean? So what's like the hardest part for you right now with, with social media playing such a huge role in the sport now, again, completely different from when I was Mm -hmm. cheering. Um, We, you know, we had, Facebook, we had MySpace, but no one had huge followings. Like we all had, you know, our friends that followed us and, you know, we were friends with, but now, you know, it seems like everyone has like these huge followings. And then you have to got, you have to deal with, like you said, the Twitter haters and you know, who I have no idea what you get in your DMS. So like, what is it, you know, tell me about like handling and just dealing with, you know, just the haters out there. Gym owners, do you find yourself working 100-hour weeks? And then did you know that being underpaid and undervalued is the number one cause for owner burnout? The business coaches at NextGen, some of my good friends, can help you get out of that rut. They, in fact, are gym owners themselves, so they've been in your shoes. The NextGen coaches work alongside gym owners to help them grow their programs and build their profits. So if you want to learn more about how Next NextGen can help you. Book a call at nextgenowners.com. One thing that I'm going to talk about something and then lead that in to answer your question. So one thing that Molly always told me this year is when you're out there on the competition floor, you have to truly believe that you are the best at what you do. Like you have to have the biggest head imaginable because that is the only way to not let those intruding thoughts like creep in. Like you have to truly believe that you're the best. So whenever you get Twitter haters that are telling you that you suck or like talking down on your team, you just have to like truly like believe in yourself and and in your team that like these people don't know you. They are taking time out of their day to make a comment on your life, which they are choosing to watch. Like, you're not watching their life. They're choosing to watch your life, and they're taking time out of their day to make negative comments to tear you down. And in return, that should make you realize that, in a way, you are doing something right. Because if, you, if your school and you as a person has a platform that is big enough to where people, are, again, are taking time out of their day to comment on your life. Like, that means you're doing something right. But you just can't let that tear you down. You have to use that as a way to motivate you. Or you can use it as a way to prove them wrong. Like, I'm sometimes I'm the type of person where if I got, like, a mean comment this day or that day, I'm going to use that to drive me in my next practice that I'm at. Like, I'm going to get on live. I'm going to do all my stunts. I'm going to get all the diamonds from the TikTok lies. I'm like... I really am doing something good and like I'm trying to be a good role model for people. So these people that are like making negative comments don't know me as a person. And I know like my coaches especially had to deal with that a lot. Vontae was letting me read some of the comments that people were telling him. And like he even said too, like these people who don't know him, like they don't know him as a person. So you just got to really realize that 
these people on Twitter, they're just bored and you're just their entertainment. Mm -hmm. And that's what our job is as cheerleaders anyways, is to be entertainers. And that comes with having negative hate and like positive feedback. Like it's always going to be a mixture of both. Haley, do you have a major in mind? Yes, I want to be a biomedical engineer. I'm really excited about that. I've already registered for the engineering program at Weber State. And they like coincidentally had the exact major I've been trying to go into. Which, and it's really rare to find a biomedical engineering program at university. So I'm excited that Weber State has one. I'm just a little nervous about managing that on top of cheer. Because at the Valley, like you, you didn't really take like engineering classes there. It was pretty much core classes. But I came into the Valley with 33 college hours. So I was pretty much already, I already had my associate's degree my first year of college. So I was taking mainly like film appreciation and music appreciation, things like that. Just electives <laughs> like the whole year, just so I could compete and finish out. So this upcoming yeah. year is really when I'm going to like nail into my engineering classes and that's going to be really hard. So that's the major I have in mind. So we'll see how it goes. There you go. Absolutely love it. That's so cool. Yes. Good Thank stuff. You. Dude, Haley, what up? Do we need to talk about anything else? Because you have been absolutely fantastic. You've been great. Thank well, you. Do we need to talk about anything else? Um, I'll say one last thing. Okay. Um, something I always told the team this year when we are warming up and saying our like motivational speeches for the day is remember that talent is what gets you noticed, but character is what keeps you at the top. And if you are going to be someone with a platform, we always need to remember that there's people watching and looking up to other people around us. So make sure that you realize people are always watching and you got to be a good role model. And it's never too late to be a good person because I know there's a lot of bad things in the cheer world right now. But I know that there's still a lot of people out there with good intentions and people that genuinely want this sport to go positive places. So, yep. yep. 100%. 100%. Um, I have four questions that I usually ask all of our guests at the end of the show. I totally did not prep you on any of these four questions. So okay. you're going to have to do them on the spot. You're going to do them on the spot, but I guarantee you're going to, you're going to kill it. I already know you're going to kill it. Okay. Also, we're going to see each other in Nashville for yes! the cheer icon show. Yeah. That's going to be super cool. I'm so excited. And maybe, maybe I'll do my first hand ski. <laughs> yes we should stunt we should stunt. no i'm old i'm so old i can't do no, anything i'm surprised i'd be very surprised if i could toss hands so we got it <laughs> all right we got it here we go mm. um what's something what's something that needs to start stop or change in the industry you said start stop or change yep I would say that something that needs to change in the industry is I feel like people and companies and brands that are giving a lot of athletes these really big platforms, they need to real they need to look into the people that they're giving these platforms for. I feel like Cheer has had really bad luck recently with like these people with big platforms like getting all these eyes and spotlight put on them while they're doing bad mm -hmm. things. And I know that there's a lot of good people out there and insanely talented athletes that deserve a spotlight that would really lead our industry into a good direction. And I feel like those type of people need to be given good platforms, if that makes sense. Per perfectly said, Haley. Dude, Haley, you're killing it. Okay, okay here we go. Um, any 
rumors, myths, or narratives that you want to debunk? It could be about yourself. It could be about the Valley. It could be about cheerleading in general. And it could be about anything. It could be about something someone said about you in the eighth grade that you're like, you know what? Susie, you know, I, I did not fart in class that day. So. <laughs> okay. Let me think. So I had someone on Twitter say that I was bad mouthing uh, Navarro this year after Daytona. And I was not. I love my Bulldogs. <laughs> Dustin and Monica were very grateful to let me come in and do their all-star team. However, I will stick with my belief that I think we should have won Daytona this year. I will gladly take go. my I will gladly take my L from last year. We lost last year fair and square. Period. But this year, That's I'm right. going to advocate for my team, but I hey. was not talking crap. <laughs> Hey, you know what? In 2003, no, 2004, we lost to Wallace State at UCA College Nationals, and I still mm-hmm. think we should have won as well. Right. So I'm just saying, right. you know, um, it's, just it's actually funny. I, I told when Monica was on, I said, Monica, I've been meaning to ask you this question for 20 years now or 15 years now. Um, mm-hmm. In 2005, Trinity Valley had the greatest routine I'd ever seen in my life. They were phenomenal in 2005. And they're in first place after day one. They hit day two. And Navarro didn't have their best routine day two, but Navarro ended up winning. You know, what are your thoughts? You guys always hear me talk about Sounds Like That, the official music producer of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. Well, Sounds Like That is actually part of a bigger music team, Power Music. Power Music, your number one source for licensed cheer and dance music with over 750 pre-made mixes. These pre-made mixes are perfect for a variety of teams, including half-year teams, prep teams, novice, school, dance, and more, with prices starting as low as fifty. Say it louder for the people in the back as low as $15 and full two minute and 30 second tracks are available for just $95. You can easily find the perfect mix for your team, no matter the budget, but that's not all. You can also customize your mix with voiceovers, sound effects, song swaps, and more with instant downloads available. You can have your perfect mix ready today. If you wanted head on over to powercheermusic.com and use the promo code LTC10 for a 10% discount on your purchase. Link in the show notes. You know, what are your thoughts? And she's like, you know, I only remember the year, but I'll go back and look at the tape. I still haven't heard her give me a response yet, but <laughs> she needs to go back and look at 2005. That was a good year. Anyway, but you yeah. die on your sword. You think your team should have won? Die on that hill. Right. Uh, if you don't believe in you, who, who's supposed to? Exactly. Um, all right. Who, who else should we have as a guest on the show? Okay, can I give you like a couple names? Yeah, for sure. Okay, I think one person from Trinity Valley that would be really good to have on the show with um, like a really good background that has good intentions for people around them. I think you should do Molly. All right. Definitely my coach, Coach Molly. And then someone from Navarro, I think you need to have Paige Moffitt. Okay. Yeah, they won um, Partner Stunts, I remember. Yes, and she's an awesome person. Okay, Paige, Molly, you heard it. You're on. Anyone else? Um, Boys, I would say 
you should do Josh Hill, my stunt partner from last year. Um, he has yep. a very in interesting story to tell as well, and he's come a long way and became one of the major leaders of our team this year. So I think he would be someone really interesting to talk to. And he's at Weaver with me now too. Perfect. Yeah, I was about to ask if he was transferring anywhere. There we go. Good yes. Stuff. Good stuff. All right, here we go. Haley, final question. Where can people find you online? If they want to follow your journey, how can they follow you on social media? Um, Haley underscore Delin for all platforms. That's H-A-I-L-E-Y underscore D-L-Y-N-N. Or you can look up um, GK underscore cheer because my social media is also on all of their feed and their clothes and stuff. So either one of those will be good. There we go. Guys, I'll link it below in the show notes. But Haley, you've been great and you're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. Hey, let's talk cheer podcast listeners. Although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. And if you want to hear the stories of the best athletes in the industry doing it at the highest level and their perspective on how to change the narrative of the sport, then the Spill the Cheer podcast with Tony G is for you. Check one of them out, check them all out, and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.